Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. With all of the uncertainty, confusion, and fear going on with the state of the pandemic and the coronavirus these days, I decided to create an episode that allows us to better get to the root cause and put our position put ourselves in a position to battle the coronavirus by focusing on our immune health and our metabolic health. As always, if you get value from this episode, please be sure to share it with your friends, family, and loved ones. And I would really appreciate it if you leave a review and a five-star rating on the show. If I can be of service in any way, please be sure to hit me up. Enjoy the show. And the state of the country, matter of fact, the state of the world, it's brought so many different emotions and feelings to me. Feelings of discomfort, anger, sadness, confusion, overall wondering, what's the solution? Where do we go from here? What I've realized is that I make up so many people are uncomfortable with COVID-19 because of all the uncertainty that's going on around it. And what's been frustrating to me is the way that we are supposed to combat COVID-19, mainly in the ways of wearing a mask, social distancing, and waiting on a vaccine. And to me, this is so funny because it's another reminder of how, especially in the US, our solution to damn near everything is let's take care of the symptoms and not the underlying causes. What I mean by that is this. Right now, we're seeing a lot of rhetoric around people needing to wear the mask, wear or wait on a vaccine and socially distance in order to make sure that COVID doesn't continue to spread and so that we flatten the curve and all of that. And while I understand that and I get where that's coming from, it bothers me that there's not any rhetoric around improving our immune health and improving our metabolic health. If we look at the data, we've seen time and time again how the people who are being most heavily affected and the people that are dying are because of extremely poor immune health and metabolic health. We see people, or we see the people who are most highly affected being those who are obese and overweight, have diabetes, some form of metabolic disease, whether it's in the form of you know, high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, things of that nature. To me, that shows how important it is that all of us work on our immune and metabolic health at the highest level possible. 
and some of the things are crazy because we even look at the whole stay at home thing where we're supposed to be inside the house. So many people resorted to eating crappy food, not getting any fresh air, not getting their feet on grass, even though a lot of people don't ground already. And to me, that just exacerbated how how much of a problem that there already was. Not to mention all the people that didn't get to see their family and loved ones. All of the people that ended up dying and, and older generations who, who ended up dying and died alone. And hence, there was no types of funeral services and things like that. And I understand why it happened like that. I really do. And overall, when it comes to a lot of the the narrative of what we should be doing, I even understand that. And even with the whole wearing of masks, like I, I definitely understand that and I respect it. However, we're not focusing on what's most important here for us to move forward. And that's to maximize our metabolic and our immune health. So what I want to do is go over four main ways that we can increase our immune and metabolic health so that we are building a robust system within ourselves that allows us to combat not only COVID, but all types of viruses that we're going to be exposed to throughout our entire lives. The most important and first thing I want to dive into is stress management. Americans especially are overstressed. Think about all of the stories that are coming out, the data that is one day saying one thing and then the next day it's saying another thing. And at the end of the day, the media and how it's portraying a lot of this is instilling fear in people. And Fear is the number one killer. Stress is the slow killer, as it's been named before. And if we're consuming all this information, whether it be through CNN, Fox News, your local news station, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you consume your news, if you don't have a plan of how you're going to work with that information, It's going to lead to a ton of stress. And when your body's overly stressed and it's producing too much cortisol and it's not given any type of time to come down and get back into this parasympathetic or this rest and relaxation state, it causes extra and chronic inflammation in the body. And a lot of times inflammation is what leads to a lot of these chronic lifestyle diseases that we see today. To me, it's so important that one, you have a strategy to really work on how you combat stress, whether that's through meditation, going for a walk outside, journaling, just sitting in silence, picking up a book that relaxes you. All of these things can go a long way in helping to reduce your stress.
And it's so important that you do these things on a daily basis to offset all of the things that are getting thrown in your face constantly. A second way to look at stress management is create boundaries around what information you're going to take in and how often you're going to look at it. If you're on the CDC website every hour seeing how the death toll has gone up, check in with that. (laughs) Odds are you're going to be pretty stressed out. So it's so important that you create boundaries around how much news you're going to watch, who you're getting that news from, and ultimately how you're deciding to interpret that news. At the end of the day, news media is meant to be, what's the best way for me to put this? It's meant to be watched. So I make up that a lot of these news stations sensationalize things so that it does get our viewership, so that our eyes are locked on the screen, so that we are continually checking back in with that source to see what's changed. Because when that adrenaline goes up, when that cortisol goes up, that can actually be a very addicting feeling. And if we're not privy to that, then we let it run us. So please, 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 Create time during your day to manage your stress. Create time for yourself to just breathe. Simply taking five deep breaths and just focusing on your body and seeing where you're holding tension, then starting to breathe into that area can relieve so much stress on your body, mind, and soul. So please, please, please take that time to manage stress actively in that way. And then also place boundaries. Like I'm, I'm all about keeping up with current events and what's going on. And I think there's a important, important boundary that we set around how much we watch. So check in with yourself. How much news are you watching? And with the more and more news and the more that you keep up with it, Internally, how does that make you feel? Do you get scared? Do you get anxious? Do you get worried? Do you get fearful? Because if you feel all of those things coming up, you get to find another way to bring all of that down. So go into yourself and find what the best mode of stress management is going to be for you. Number two, focus on your sleep. With all my clients that I work with, the first thing I talk about, even before stress management, is how important it is to get adequate sleep. When you sleep, that's when your body, your mind, and everything in between recovers. Just like your, your, your MacBook, if you use your MacBook nonstop, what happens? The battery dies. So you get to plug your computer or plug your charger into your computer, recharge your battery so that you can use it again. Our bodies are the same exact thing. We're not even computers. We're not meant to go all day long at a super high level without recharging. And the biggest way to recharge is through your sleep. Now, there's different different thoughts out there on how much sleep is enough sleep. You know when you are fully restful. 
you know what that feels like. And if you don't, track your sleep for a week straight. Track what time you go to bed. Track what time you get up. Track how many times you wake up in the middle of the night. And qualitatively say, how do you feel? On a scale of 1 through 10. 1, you're dragging. And it. Uh, 10, you are light on the toes, vibing and coasting through life. So keep track of that. The way that sleep plays such a huge role in the immune system is when you get or when you don't get enough sleep and you're sleep deprived, your immune system plummets. And now you're more susceptible to different viral infections and viruses like COVID. And you can be a generally super healthy person and that one night that you don't get good rest, that next day your immune system is down and you argue to be more likely to catch some type of viral disease that you would not have at the same rate if you had gotten more sleep. And I know there's a bunch of hustlers and grinders listening to this saying, well, I'll sleep when I'm dead. All right. Ten be careful. Because your sleep is number one in making sure that you have a strong immune system. And start to check in. If you have trouble going to sleep at night, a couple things to look at. One, are you consuming a lot of blue light? Whether it's through your cell phone, your laptop, or your iPad. Are you consuming content that makes your heart race and gets you really excited? Whether that's some type of sporting event, even though it's not really sports like that going on. Some type of drama on TV, some type of exciting movie, TV show, or the news that's sensationalizing and scaring you. If this gets your, your fight or flight, your sympathetic nervous system up, it makes it so much harder to go to sleep because now you have to let your body calm down and you're trying to inhibit your mind from racing based off of all of the content that you just consumed that your body and your mind is excited and it doesn't want to come down. So be wary of what you're doing before you go to bed. Something that helps me a ton is creating usually like an hour buffer between the last thing that I'm finished doing for the night and that time I'm going to bed. So if I'm trying to get to sleep and be in bed by 10 p.m., by 9 p.m., I'm done working. I'm done consuming any type of like sports or exciting type of things. I'm now in chill mode and I'm jumping right into my nightly routine which includes red light therapy, getting all my skincare game right. Shout out to Live Ultimate. I am writing down and planning what I'm going to be doing the next day. Reading a book that's chill. And right when I start my night routine at 9 p.m., roughly, because my body is so used to that, it slowly starts to get a little heavy. My eyes start to get a little heavy. And ultimately, my body is ready to go to sleep.
So check in. What is your nightly routine? Are you doing things at night that are getting your body and your mind super excited and making it hard to go to sleep? Or are you putting systems in place that allows you to wind down, chill, decompress before just hopping into bed? Number three, for a strong immune system, movement, exercise, walking, riding a bike, playing with the steel maces, kettlebells, all of these things are going to go a long way in building a healthier immune and metabolic system. It's important because if you think about exercise and the way the body works in general, our bodies are meant to experience some type of acute or like short-lived stress and then recover so that the next time that our body experiences that thing, we're either stronger, faster, more dense. Overall, we're just more robust and ready to handle that stress even better the next time. So every time that you exercise and you work out and you resistance train, you're putting your body into some stress, exposing it to some stress so that it can recover and then come back stronger. So think about it. If you're just laying around or you're sitting all day at your nine to five, your metabolic and immune system are much lower than if you're getting regular activity throughout your day. And that doesn't mean you sit at your nine to five for your eight to nine, 10, 11, 12 hours, however much you do, and then go exercise for an hour. It actually behooves you to take time to move in between while you're working. Not many people are in the office, but say you're working from home, like getting outside and, and taking a walk for 10 minutes and then coming back to work would be huge for your metabolic and immune system. Cranking out some planks and some push-ups, some bodyweight squats, some lunges, huge for your metabolic and immune system. Making sure that you're continually letting your body move in free flow is going to go so far and ensuring that your immune system is where you want it to be and in a position to fight stress. Or not just stress, but to fight viruses and all different types of things that are out there in the world. Not to be scared of, but to just come from a place of clarity, like understanding that all of that's out there. And the most exciting part is you have so much control over it. And another part where you can even combine your movement with another aspect that's going to help you in your immune and metabolic health is getting out in nature. And getting outside and breathing fresh air is going to go so far in helping you boost your immune and metabolic system. And it, it's crazy to me right now how some places are mandated to wear a mask outside which is, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. If we're in an enclosed space, I understand it more. And either way, like I'm not here to 
say masks are ineffective or that they're the best thing in the world like at the end of the day you can do what you feel is best for you and if you're going into a private place like a business or wherever and they require it then understand like that's what you get to do to go inside of that place that's the reality now being outside in nature grounding huge going barefoot and getting your toes in the grass in the dirt allows you to essentially charge your body you you get all the 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 negative ions that are in the world and you get those into your body right you deposit a lot of the electrons that are there and you let those go through the ground and through you it's going to highly 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 improve your immune and metabolic health and what's great about all of these different things that i named is that so far all of them are free you have complete control in how you go about this complete control and the last one i want to touch on is nutrition Eating nutrient-dense foods are so important at this time. To me, it's always important, and especially at this time, it is of utmost importance because your food is either going to fuel, fuel you and let your body become more robust and strong, or you're, it's going to stress your body out and cause your body to work harder than it needs to. The best way to go about your nutrition first is to eliminate all of the trash, all of the processed foods. So we're talking about the cookies, crackers, TV dinners, you know, commercial breads, commercial sugar, commercial salt, right? White sugar, white salt, crappy dairy, crappy animal meat, like if you can eliminate all of these things from your diet, you're automatically going to feel a lot better, have a stronger immune system, and way better metabolic health. If you can get all of the polyunsaturated fatty acids out of your body, the PUFAs for short, right? So these are your vegetable oils, soybean oils canola oils, rapeseed oils, all of these different crappy oils that cause inflammation all throughout your body. At the end of the day, these are unstable fats. If you can replace these unstable fats that your body is not meant to process, and hence your body has to fight it to digest it, if you can exchange those for stable fats, grass-fed butter, pastured tallow, pastured lard, coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil, these oils are so much better for your body and your body can actually use those as energy 
and help you create a robust system that again is so important in immune and metabolic health the standard american diet is void of so much nutrition so it has virtually no micronutrients when i say micronutrients we're talking about vitamins and minerals at the end of the day the food that we eat provides vitamin minerals fats carbohydrates and protein and then even you know fats go into fatty acids proteins break down into amino acids and then your carbohydrates break down essentially into glucose sugar right that that quick hitting energy the higher the quality of the food that you eat the better your immune system's going to be the stronger it's going to be and the better your metabolic health is going to be why are none of these things mentioned in mainstream media right now that's that's what bothers me the most besides all the the scare tactics and all the craziness that's going out there and that's always spewed on the news i i can't say that i'm surprised that we're not talking about health in the mainstream media but it still irks me so much like for those of y'all that know my story like i grew up on the worst foods had a terrible mindset my mom ate the worst foods was hooked on all the pharmaceutical drugs including opiates that were prescribed to her had a you know was was very much in this fear mindset in this fixed mindset where she couldn't change and it's so tough right now to see so many people even in my life and 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 close to me who aren't taking their health as serious as they can at a time like this if 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 you're not willing to wake up right now to how important your immune health is your metabolic health is and how much ownership and control you have over this I don't know if you'll ever realize it and I've seen because I've been searching around a lot of different health and wellness experts that, that I respect and to see how quiet many of them are during this time it it really does sadden me because they have the information that can help so many people during this time however i get why they don't i make up that a lot of them feel like this is a political issue they don't want to get involved they don't want to ruffle feathers they want to quote unquote stay in their lane However, this is not, to me, a political conversation. Like This is like a life or death, your health matters conversation. And again, when I say health, it's not just your physical health. It's also your emotional health. How are you processing your emotions throughout this whole entire time period to make sure that it's not running you and putting you in this space where you're just hella stressed all the time? It's also about your mental health. Same thing. How are you creating a space where you understand that you can control what you can control? You can focus on the things that you can control. And that 
there's so much that you can do from a space of also stress management and also choice and freedom in what information you want to take in or not to make sure that your mental space is as clear as possible. And then spiritually understanding like, like to me, my values around spiritual health, when I talk about spiritual health, it's connecting to something that's bigger than me. This is why I'm showing up and doing this podcast. Because in order for my vision of the world to come about, that commitment towards creating a world that is loving, connected, creative, purposeful, and loving, in order to see my vision, I get to put out this message. And I get to talk about this in a very raw, candid way. And I understand and I make up that, hey, this might not be the popular choice. This might not be what resonates with the average person. And I'm okay with that because I'm still aligning to my values. And I'm still here working to create for the people who want to take that next step and who want to be in control of themselves and who want to take ownership in their physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. My challenge to you is to reflect deeply and think about your immune health and your metabolic health. How are you managing your stress? How much sleep are you getting? How much movement are you getting? Are you getting outside in nature? And are you eating the most nutrient-dense foods that you can and eliminating all of the processed, refined garbage that is regularly out there? Check in with that. And as always, if you need any help or assistance, feel free to reach out to me. This is what I'm here for. Reach out to me or reach out to anybody that you know who can help you during this process. You do not have to do this alone. Utilize your community, utilize your loved ones, utilize the many resources out there and be in a position to empower yourself through this very uncertain time. And on the other side of that, be able to meet others where they're at. Because some people might not understand the importance of managing stress, sleeping, moving, being out in nature, eating nutrient-dense foods. And they might try to come at you for prioritizing that over getting in line for a vaccine, you know, only focusing on wearing a mask or only focusing on social distancing. And that's fine. People are allowed to think whatever they want to think. However, you don't have to let that impact you and how you decide to show up during this time. I made this show because I love you. I care about you. And I want to see the world transcend this and continue to grow and prosper. As always, I love you. I believe in you. You can too.